0: Horse Space. What's up guys and welcome back to Horse Space. My name is Chrissy. Um, For today's podcast I'll be having Shy. She is so wonderful Um, and I put out there that if you were a sex worker and you were involved in the hardcore scene, um, I wanted to hear from you. I wanted to hear from your experiences with the guys, with the scene, with the community, negative or positive. Um, So that's it that's what we're going to talk about today so let's get started
1: hi guys i'm shy i go by cinnamon rust as my sex work name i use she her or they them pronouns and i've been in sex work i would say for on and off three years depending on what kind of sex work i did
0: so going into that what kind of sex work have you done
1: so at first I started off I was in a really long relationship not really long but long in at that time in my 19 year old brain um I was in a relationship and I had tumblr and I was working like three jobs I was barely making ends meet even then and I was like you know what I think I'm gonna try and sell nudes on tumblr and this was even before like I knew that sex work twitter was a thing I knew that canning was a thing I just saw people post nude photos on Tumblr and, like, would caption it, like, hit me up if you want to sell them. So I did, and I started doing here and there, and then I would do that for, like, if, like, local guys wanted to hit me up and wanted photos, I would make them pay for them.
0: That's so funny because, so, like, obviously on Tumblr, there was a lot of nudity, but I just, I never put two and two together that people sold nudes on Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah, and it's really
1: funny because I was was on Tumblr, I think, during its peak. Mind you, I'm 22 now, so during the peak, it was, like... I was my sophomore year of high school when it was like, you remember like the acid goth and like the pastel goth. And and that was when I was on Tumblr and I had a bunch of followers and I remember, and I'm like, I want to be like these girls so bad. But then I like looked in the mirror. I was only five foot tall. I was a little thicker for my size. And then I'm like, I don't look like these girls. I'm bleach blonde naturally. And I just like, I'm like, I don't look like these goth queens. So I waited, and then finally when I was, like, I start, like, right when I turned 19, I met my ex. And that's when I, like, and how that kind of started, too, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth because I started doing it, and my ex was like, we put a price list together. Like, like what do you think you're worth? What do you think you're worth? And I did, and I didn't know what the normal price listing was for nudes. And so I did it as, like, I I did detailed listing of like whether or not you wanted nudes, whether or not you wanted like lingerie photos. I did intense listing, and he was like, "Why do you think you're worth that much? Like, do you really think that people want to pay that much just to see you naked?" And I'm like, "Okay, (laughs) like, no, stop. Yeah, that's
0: that's insane to me. Like, and what's
1: so and what's so funny is because like." He's the one who got me into BDSM, he's the one who got me into the kink community, which is ironic, because he was the fakest dom I've ever met, and funny enough, we started, you and I started coming into contact, because you put out a tweet asking for your hardcore, like, about the hardcore scene, and my ex was in the San Fernando Valley hardcore scene.
0: Oh my god, stop!
1: So it's like, so it's full circle, it's truly full fucking circle.
0: (laughs) When you say that he was a fake dom, but, like, he got you into the BDSM community, like, elaborate on that a little bit. So, the
1: way he went about it was correct. He... We started having sex. I wanted it a little rougher. And then I didn't... Like, I watched porn, obviously. But I was like, ooh, I love, like, kink.com and shit like that. I was like, ooh, yeah. But me at 19... I'm a 19-year-old. I don't know much at that age. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sent me a list of, like, things basically from, like, I was supposed to list them from green as, like, those are goes, and then yellows are, like, eh, sometimes, or, like, maybe, and then reds are, like, hard no's, like, absolutely not. And so, mind you, I was 19. I didn't really have much experience. And I was very much the choke me and call me baby and, like, choke me and call me slut. Like, that was, like, the shit. I was, like, I'm kinky for this. And obviously, like, now being in sex work, I'm, like, oh, I'm, I was baby vanilla for that. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I honestly, in my personal sex life, I'm very vanilla now because I've turned kink into my job. Yeah. But, um... But whenever I put something as red or as yellow, he goes, but you haven't even tried it yet. Like, why are you, like, rating these so hard? Like, why are you doing that? And I'm just like, dude, you told me to tell you my boundaries. Why are you arguing with my boundaries? Like, that was the immediate, re- like, I should have taken that as, like, immediate red flag. Yeah. And just, like. Stuff like that. And then whenever I told him, when I told him, I was like, I don't want to do this with you anymore. Like, I don't... Like, when I still wanted to be in a relationship with him, but I did, I wanted to cut that, like, dom-sub part of us, he was like, you're taking my masculinity away from me.
0: What? Oh, my <laughs> God. This
1: is also on. the same guy I just tweeted about last night that wouldn't use toys that looked like actual dicks on me. Because he felt like he... <laughs> he was in competition
0: with them what a pussy oh my god I cannot stand men like that like I've encountered men like that too and and even like seeing like posts like if you have me why do you feel the need to bring toys into sex and it's like extra stimulation dude like it's not not. I have a friend that was like uh, she just got
1: out of a really long relationship and she goes, I only like she was like, I think I only came like two times in that entire like four year long relationship. Stop. And she goes, I looked like I would try to ask it to use my vibrator or like he would finish and I would just have to lay there and use my vibrator next to him and he wouldn't help me. And he was just like, I just think it takes away from our experience together. I'm like, What fucking experience you nutting and then rolling over after yeah. you? <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Stop!
1: No! No! Yeah. And my first, my first boyfriend too. So he, we were seventeen at the same time, sexually active, and I was a couple months older than him. So I turned eighteen. I was like, I could buy sex toys, like fuck you. (laughs) And I told him, I was like, I want to. I was like, I want to get a vibrator. Like I just think it would be really fun. Like. I'm horny all the time, like, we're 17, I just turned 18, like, obviously, we can't fuck endlessly, and, like, in our house, like, we're just having car sex all the time, and it's just so uncomfortable, and I was, and he goes, what if it breaks your clit, and I can't get you off, and I'm like, oh, baby, that's the point, I want the vibrator, like, I,
0: <laughs> wow, the fact that he thought that it would break a part of your body, like come on come on
1: it's so fucking funny it's truly like I like when we started talking and I was like ooh I have to come up with some talking points I have to like think about stories and then everything rushed to me last night and I'm like (laughs) men ain't shit like men truly are not shit
0: and that's like that's like another big thing it's like well obviously like I wanted to talk about the sex work aspect of it but like Guys need, like, honestly, guys need to be knocked down a peg. They need to realize oh, yeah. their behavior, their actions, like, come on.
1: So, obviously, you followed me on, like, when I first had my sex work Twitter, and then, you know, I took a, a little, like, five-month hiatus for a little bit because Yeah. of my mental health and just, like, starting a new career. Um, just because I didn't, like, I wanted to start off my new career, like, full head and then start sex work again because I didn't want to feel... Like I was focusing too much on one thing or the other mm-hmm. and just fall flat because I I would feel bad for my subscribers if they were paying X amount of dollars and not getting that X amount of dollars of content. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, hey, I'm going to be quitting for a little while. But um, I remember my first time on Twitter, like sex work Twitter, I was so nervous and I would let people walk on me and I would like let people haggle me for pricing I I was just scared because I was like I need to build this sex work following I need to build up my subscribers there was a moment where I was literally just stuck at like 50 subscribers which honestly to some people may be a lot it may be a little like it's different for everyone Uh, but I was just stuck there and then I would just see the amount of money that people are making Mm -hmm. um that people are, are, like, posting that their percentage and, like, stuff like that, and I started feeling really bad about myself,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, to the point that I was, like, you know what, like, I started, uh, feeling bad about myself. I was feeling really bad about myself in the sense of, like, what is, like, why can't I do this right, and I just realized, like, people saw me as, like, that I was able to manipulate and not and they could see that I wasn't too confident in my work Mm -hmm. so they um so this time around I'm very straightforward I am very upfront about like what I offer and I don't budge down at all and my prices are firm and I think this time around like people are actually listening to me and it's funny because it's like I'm the one giving you a service yes you're giving me money but with you you wouldn't be giving me money if I wasn't providing you a service so therefore you have to respect me and if you don't respect me you don't get the content
0: yeah so like kind of going off that I think literally every sex worker has gone through that feeling of just not even comparing yourself but comparing like your success and how good you're doing with it like I've I've done that so many times even now like I, like, I've been, like, taking a break, like, well, a quote-unquote break for, like, the past couple months, and just not very, doing it as much as I um, used to, like, when um, I first moved into my new apartment, but, um, like, it's, like, it's very hard not to, because you want to be at the same level as everyone else, but, like, it's just, you have to go at your own pace, you have to take your time with it, and, like, and then even like when you said that, you know, you like let people haggle prices and stuff like that. Like I think everyone's also experienced that because I even used to do that, like guilty, and like it it sucks because like it's like people don't see you as like, oh, you're worth like a fifty dollar video or whatever. Like you're worth if, like it sucks.
1: Like you have to be like I'm the bad bitch. Like you're you're paying me you're paying me, like I'm the one in charge, mm-hmm. so like I didn't have that energy before, I was very much like, I mean, I was gonna sell this video for like $70, but I'll sell it to you for like 50 and I'm just like, <laughs> that, that's so much money, that's like, it's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, but like at the, yeah, you know, you're right, you do have to have that bad bitch mentality, like, and you just I think the experience of, like, you know, not doing so well in the beginning or whatever stage you're at, and then, like, I think it's extremely important, because, like, it, you learn from it. I mean, I certainly learned from it. Like, um, I think it's important for everyone to kind of go through that stage just so they can learn and they can figure out, like, hey, you kind of need to be more firm. You got to be, like, a little bit more confident in yourself. Like, you got to you know, figure out, do things that you like, don't, don't try to please everyone, like, do things, yeah, and I
1: think, I, I think that's something that I also have to learn in just, like, not in sex work, but in life in general, like, you cannot please everyone, Mm -hmm. like, even, like, when you are in your normal day-to-day life, my sex work life, or, like, my sex work career is not going to make other people out of happy, Like, there's some people that get uncomfortable when I openly talk about it. Like, there's some people that, like, are very enthralled. There's some people that sexualize it, which obviously it's sex work. It's going to be sexualized, but they, like, they do it in, like, that very uncomfortable way as, like, they can earn something out of me being a sex worker Mm -hmm. in person. Um, But I just, like, not everyone's going to be happy in any facet of life. Like you can't make everyone happy, and if you just make a couple people happy, then so be it. Like I think that's something that I also have to accept that like my content type is maybe not for everyone, or my content type is someone's absolute dream. You know, like some like there's some people that are like diehard fans of certain sex workers, and then there's some people that are like mm, not my flavor, which is completely fine.
0: So then what would you say your quote-unquote flavor is? <laughs>
1: um, I don't... See, I have my sex work flavor, and then I have my personal life flavor. Mm-hmm. So my sex work flavor, I guess I push myself to the extremes. I like... I like bringing in the aspects of BDSM BDSM on myself and doing more, like, solo kinky stuff. And that's what I truly enjoy because it's, like, those moments of, like, pushing myself to those limits. Rather than someone pushing me to those limits, I like pushing myself to those limits. Mm -hmm. So I, like multiple penetration I like making myself gag I like blindfolding myself I like tying myself up I like those things but in my personal life I truly just want to be told I'm pretty and have <laughs> <sex>. like-
0: <laughs> and that's the thing that I've learned oh my god that's that's like that like people <laughs> people need to realize that we are not like baby like so on all the time even in our personal life like i've talked about this with um mo before and yeah that we're very vanilla in our personal
1: lives there was uh i just saw a tweet and someone was like five inches is like the standard dick size and like oh yeah like And someone else was like, no, I need, like, nine inches. I need this. And I'm like, ma'am, I have a very shallow vagina. Like, (laughs) six inches is pushing it for me. Like, I'm a small girl. Yeah, same. But then I put out a tweet, and I said, this pussy might be shallow, but this ass is endless. And it's true. The human (laughs) colon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, stop. (laughs) I'm not wrong. Why do you think people put those, like... 12-inch fucking dicks up their ass, or, like, those snake dicks up You're their ass. Like, are- You're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong. It's
1: endless. You can't do that with your coochie. You have a fucking, like, cervix. Like, that shit stops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I legit had, like, I've had sex with, like, someone who was, like, even nine inches. Oh, oh my oh. God. It hurts so bad, dude. Like, pain. it's... Nothing but pain, pain. Pain. And, like, um... And then I've had some. I've had sex with like average, like five, six inches. Literally, best sex of my life because yes, because he's great. Like, come on. Literally, and also like, obviously,
1: there's good sex with big dicks. There's good sex with small dicks, but there's also bad sex with both of those. It's really mm-hmm. like who who it's attached to. No, mm-hmm. like, it is. Are, are you? Are, are you relying on the size of your dick or are you actually knowing how to work? It is like a huge thing too. It's not like one or the other. You have to have both in a way.
0: I love when they know how to work it. Uh, (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I think what I've noticed with sex work too, is that I also just got off of birth control. I had my IUD Mm -hmm. and my IUD diminished my sex drive so my first time around with sex work I was like upset but I had to touch myself I was like I fucking hate this like this truly is disgusting and now that I don't have my IUD anymore I'm just like I think I'm gonna masturbate to a video of myself like I'm hot
0: no a hundred percent and that's what that's like another important thing. Is like birth control completely fucks your body up, dude. Like, like it. I was on birth control. Like, I was on the Depo shot for a while. and Ooh, that
1: one uh, weakens your bone density, right? It makes you gain weight.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Which,
1: which obviously, gaining weight isn't bad, but that's like one of the major side effects. Like, I know a girl who gained like forty pounds because of it.
0: Like, thank God. Like, I wasn't on it for long, thank God, because it just it made me feel like shit. Like, that was
1: birth control pills for me. Uh-huh. I had my IUD for about three years, and it was fun. I just, like, I already had a shallow pussy, but it just made sex hurt even more because I had strings sticking out of my cervix.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. And I can imagine, like, it, like, like, I wonder if those ever get stuck on a dick. Oh,
1: my, my ex told me that a string went straight into his urethra.
0: <gasps> oh, my God, stop! <laughs>
1: It. Oh okay, good. <laughs> that's a, that's the that's a hardcore fake daddy dom dude.
0: <gasps> oh he Ooh. got he got his come up in Oh my god. So and then okay, so um touching on other stuff, um, was that the only like other sex work you explored was the Tumblr and the nudes and then jumping into like Twitter stuff or like have you explored Yeah that was really it because mm-hmm. it was kind of like I so I did Tumblr
1: and then I started my Twitter stuff and that was when I did OnlyFans and I would do like Dropbox and Google stuff. and But that was like, I, as nice as direct sales are, it's kind of exhausting for me because I do have a career outside of sex work too, so I'm like a double career woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, I would just prefer it if people buy my really cheap OnlyFans and me just be able to send them videos through there. Like, my OnlyFans is, like, $4 right now. Like, it's yeah. not a lot. And then you get a discounted price on videos and pictures anyway. Yeah. Like, i rather just do it that way because it's so time-consuming. And especially with, like, custom videos, I only do custom videos through OnlyFans, too. Because... I like I just don't have the time to take random clients.
0: Yeah. And um like I think that's one of the ways like literally so I'm I'm am not, not the biggest fan of OnlyFans personally but I think oh, yeah. I think that Which I completely
1: understand because I mean they hold on to your money and you're just like give me my fucking money.
0: <laughs> oh my god that fucking Have you ever seen that one little video of the, the little, little girl? girl? Give me your fucking money. <laughs>
1: I cook that. I think daily that mm. one, and I smell like beef. Oh my god, I love that one. That was what Which is name. hilarious because I'm vegan. So yeah. I don't smell like beef. I smell <laughs> like beef. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: I so badly like. After sex, I just want to say that sometimes because
0: after sex smell is gross. And I'm just like, I smell like baby. No, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing that up because I have seen tweets of, like, people literally say, I like the smell of after sex or I love being sweaty. I love the smell of sweat sex. I'm like, dude, no, no. I'm
1: sorry. One time I was having sex with a guy who was also in the hardcore scene. <laughs> and he was like he was under like I think steroids but it was like monitored steroids so he was like lifting a fuck ton of weights and he, we were in missionary and his armpit sweat dripped on my face stop oh my god and I and I worked with him and we never had sex again after that and I called him onion boy
0: Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh. <laughs> to his face and no one ever understood like understood why I just called him Onion Boy and I was like oh hey Onion Boy
0: I'm curious would I follow him on Twitter oh no 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 he's in my small town oh okay <laughs> but I mean he is
1: in a well-known band I'll like I'll I'll, I'll say the name he or I'll say that like I'll text you the name okay because I don't want locals to find out and then like, <laughs> 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 yeah no and then because I worked at a bar and the bar that I worked at was downtown it was like an old it's an old Victorian house it's fucking sick like this bar is amazing and Wednesdays we had um I think it was Wednesdays or Thursdays it was Thursdays it was um metal night so we would have like five or six bands just play hardcore shows every no, it was Wednesdays every Wednesday night. Like Wednesdays were metal night. So it would be like local bands or hardcore bands or anything like that. And this bar also had, um, we were this year we were actually supposed to have gulch or glutch or whatever the fuck. Sorry. I don't, I don't listen to hardcore. music anymore. <laughs> you said glutch. I don't know. <laughs> um, I hope I don't get attacked by hardcore Twitter. I'm sorry. Thank you for buying my sex work. We were supposed to have them. And that was, like, I kind of want to, like, just talk about that, too. It was, like, about how the fact I worked at a bar while being a sex worker and having such a heavy, hardcore scene around, I truly did not feel safe. Oh,
0: my God. I,
1: I was... I didn't feel safe because of my, not because of my local scene. I just didn't feel safe because I worked at a very well-known bar and I know people from LA follow me. I know people that are in traveling bands follow me or followed me during this time. And I was just like, I don't want them to see me in person. Like I'm, I'm terrified. Like I think I also just am terrified of, I don't care if locals know, I don't care at all. Um, I think my thing is, is when strangers who aren't part of my local hardcore te- like scene know and find out, and then they kind of weaponize it against me while people are already like, I don't give a fuck. It kind of makes me feel weird that like something that I'm so comfortable with, outsiders think that
0: they could h- hold over me. No. I, it, does that make sense? No, it does. A hundred percent. And like... <clears throat> So, like, when I was living in North Carolina, I lived there for three years, mm-hmm. and it was while I was dating my ex there, and um, I was, like, a sex worker the entire time, but I was obviously, like, very heavily involved with the hardcore scene, being a photographer, and... um you know obviously like everyone knew like I was very open about it on my Twitter I like back then I had a separate sex work Twitter yeah. um and then like I just merged them because I just couldn't handle both but like um that's what I do now
1: like mine is emerged yeah. I I know some people are like hardcore like have separate Twitters and I'm just like nah <laughs> like,
0: yeah. no and some people don't it's their preference but um yeah so, like, obviously, there were people who saw it, saw my pictures, saw me naked, saw my tits, saw my pussy, whatever. Like, they saw my content, and like, um, and like, at one point, I was even camming. So, like, people anonymous people could just like go up and look without even signing up or paying too. Um, and then like, um, like. Not that I was, like, scared about being open about it, because I was already open about it. But it was, Yeah. I was scared in the same sense as you, where, like, people could have used it against me. Or in public, they could have come up to me and made me very uncomfortable by using it against me. Yeah, and that
1: was was exactly it. There was, like, a little while, uh, I think it was... There was just, like, we did have, at this bar, we had, like, a whole bunch of fucking bands come through, and I'm forgetting all all their names, but it was such, like, a big day, and it sold out. Like, we had a back patio, and that shit sold the fuck out, and um, I wanted to go so badly. I just wanted to be part of it, because I haven't been part of the scene, like, because I was just really I always worked on those nights or I was tired or anything like that and I wanted to go and then I saw so many people from Twitter being like I can't wait I can't wait and I was like I don't want to go like I just I I started having like I started having anxiety I was like if I go and they bring this shit up in person I'm going to lose my fucking mind like I will beat some fucking ass and that's and I had that like I had that a lot where I would have guys in the scene Want or act like they want to be friends with me, which I'm fine with people who know me subscribing or buying my nudes. I have no issue with that. But do not act like you want to be BFFs, talk about relationship issues, and talk about my daily life, my personal life, and then subscribe to me on the low under an anonymous account. Like, it makes me feel very uncomfortable and unsafe that Mm -hmm. you know so much about my life, and you're just creepily watching me fuck
0: myself. Mm -hmm. And, and like, and that's the thing. It's, like, with OnlyFans, like, people can use whatever name they want. People, like, can be, like, so anonymous. It's insane. Like, I, the amount of times that people have actually messaged me and be, like, Oh like I've actually like met you before or oh I've I found you on Twitter and like we were both like living in North Carolina at one point or like like people know yeah. details about me and like they've like literally like messaged me just to say it and like think it's okay but like in reality they're just being creepy like okay. like you said in the last episode it is the biggest I saw you at the
1: show last night energy yes like it is the that's the biggest thing. And, like, what I have also noticed is, like, I will have guys in big, well-known bands follow me. And I'm not part of a hardcore scene. I don't fo- tend to follow them back. So they either follow me because I posted normal selfies, and my normal selfies get a lot of, like, retweets and likes, and that's how they followed me. And then they find out I'm a sex worker, and they immediately unfollow me. Mm-hmm. Or they follow me because I'm a sex worker, and when I don't follow the big bad hardcore dude back they unfollow me or like they'll message me and then if I don't message them back they'll
0: unfollow me and I'm like your
1: ego is so fragile
0: like (laughs) and that's something that oh god that like grinds my gears because okay so like with the whole like uh you know thing that happened on twitter like a couple months ago where like everyone was getting outed right and then people were like checking okay so I was away
1: for that I was away for that so and that was like I said something to Annie, my ex, which you know, obviously. And I was like, Oh yeah, like I was I said something and she goes, Oh, I think he got cancelled and I was like, wait, what? And she goes, Oh no, 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 that was Nard. I'm like, oh fuck that guy <laughs> I was like oh mister I wear five different prints and because my outfit's $3,000
0: I could disrespect women Dude, literally every time I thought he posted a bad fit I would literally reply to it and make fun of him or like tell him it was ugly and he literally took it so offensively I'm but like just because you buy expensive clothing doesn't mean you should just throw them together. You have to match, bro. Like it literally looks like, you know, like hot, like runway fashion where it doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: It was like he was doing that but on an everyday like scale wear where mm. it just doesn't make sense and it doesn't even like look cool. Like mismatched highway fashion.
0: It's just bad it it, it it was just so bad but
1: his um, his fashion also reminds me of that meme of the guy who had like the red and white tie eyed pants and it made him look like he had period blood dripping down you know, that <laughs> no i don't
0: remember that no <laughs> that's what his fashion reminds me of but <laughs> you'll, you'll have to send it to me but um <clears throat> there was so everyone was getting outed on twitter yeah so um Everyone was getting outed and like people like were like check your fucking friends, like check their behavior. Like you should be respect the, the people you should be respecting the most is your women friends, your trans friends, your non-binary, yeah. your femme friends. Those are the ones you should be looking at the most. But then people are failing to realize that you all like you can't forget the people who are in big bands like i'll text you some names later but i've had a g- i just i just tweeted about that this morning i <clears> said if you can't stop listening to
1: strangers music how can i trust you to stop like to check your friends like like and that how like if you cannot hold bigger people accountable for their actions how can i trust you to hold people that you know personally accountable Mm -hmm.
0: and i don't trust you and that's the thing it's like so like i've had like this is what i talked about in my last episode but like i've had experiences in like with men in bigger bands who like obviously never made any like physical or sexual advances at me in person but like over instagram over twitter over text heavily creepy, like, a creepy to the point where I'm uncomfortable, but, like, they're in such big bands, if I tell someone this, like, like, would... You're going to get the backlash. Exactly, exactly. And, like... It's, like, they, they villainize the victim. And that's, and that is so, it's such a fucked up thing. It's, like, okay, cool, your friend is in, like, this big band, and they make great fucking music, and they've been around for fucking forever, but, like like they're not excluded they're not they don't have immunity in this like you you can't like if they're creepy if they make women uncomfortable like you have to listen to that like and it's happened so many times like it's not just your local hardcore guys it's them too and it's them It's, it's, it's
1: everywhere and as like as sad as it seems it's so thick in the hardcore industry mm-hmm. or in the hardcore scene, anywhere you go, literally anywhere you go. Like recently, boy was outed in my local scene. He came from Bakersfield area and came by to our scene, and out of nowhere, uh, out of nowhere, like there was like this big Twitter thread of all the women that he's harassed and everything like that, and the ironically enough it was the same band of onion boy um (laughs) and uh it wasn't onion boy onion boy is safe but uh this boy he was he wasn't 19 i think he was like 21 i don't know why i thought he was 19 or maybe he's 20 i don't know he's younger than me but he was outed and immediately the lead was like what the fuck is this and was like he was like yeah well like at first he was like really playing it off he was like i don't know what this is about i don't know what this is about and he was like then he started sending this dude screenshots and he was like what is this like you need to be honest and so he finally was like well it it might have been this situation like it might have like it might have he was like very distancing himself and this like the lead was like don't you ever come back into the scene if anyone in the scene sees you we're kicking your fucking ass And that's truly how it should be handled. Like, that's how it should always
0: be. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. It's like, even, like, we went through this whole thing where people were getting outed. And then there was, um, I remember at one point, like, this was like a year ago before even this Twitter thing happened. A year Uh ago, someone made an anonymous Instagram account. That literally called out anyone who was ever manipulative, abusive. I remember yes, this. Yes, but I remember people, this. I heard that people worked so hard to get it taken down. And it's because it had names of people from Madball, people from Terror, and it was big oh, bands. Did you know
1: what? Terror was the band that uh, headlined at uh, the bar. That's the band. Okay, thank you for saying that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, and it, it was because it was like so many big names, so many fucking names, like hundreds and hundreds of posts were coming about. So many people and it, and people worked so hard to get it taken down because they didn't want it out there. And then now this Twitter thing happened and there were these anonymous Twitter Twitter accounts just like the one on Instagram and those got taken down too because people kept reporting them
1: um there was i remember because this same bar it wasn't necessarily like the hardcore scene it was just the music scene in general but um we were having like another music thing but it was more for like surfer rock and not so much like you know like that surf punk yeah yeah um, I, it's like from our surfer punk and stuff or like bedroom pop kind of thing mm-hmm. and um someone was like uh Someone was like, hey, this guy in this band is, is, like, a known predator. Like, he has multiple victims that, like, have actually done police reports on him, and he's, like, awaiting trial, basically. And so they cut that band, and then they hired a different band, and that same guy was in the different band.
0: Oh, my fucking God. So then
1: they had to cut that one, and then after all this happened, after, like, the big thing— that band still got hired back for just, like, a solo day at the bar. And they were, and it just got to the point where, like, I stopped respecting my manager at this point because he was like, you know what, he didn't, like, assault anyone in my bar, so it doesn't really affect us. And I was like, what?
0: Are you kidding me? yeah oh okay so on that note let's talk about okay did you hear about the thing about that one guy i can't remember his name but he's from shipwreck
1: and is that the one on facebook that was like oh he came into my store and i don't know anything about him
0: yes like, yes, yes and then he was like i don't know anything about it so it has nothing to do with me so i don't care
1: that is like literally like the most punk goes cop shit i've ever heard like
0: Oh, my fucking God. Like, when I read that that Twitter thread, it, like, how... It me. How, I, I don't even know who this
1: dude is, but I think because I follow so many people in the hardcore scene, especially, like, Midwest. Like, i so followed lot of Midwest hardcore.
0: How can you be mm-hmm. in such a prominent band and say some shit of you not caring about someone assaulting or being someone sexually assaulting someone or someone being abusive? Like, how the fuck can you not care about that? When... Clear, like people, like come on, you got to be smarter than that.
1: It's 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 fucking gross, and it's just negligence and ignorance is bliss when it comes to men ignoring women's problems, and not even just women's problems. Obviously, men get assaulted too. Non-binary people get assaulted too. Trans men get assaulted too. Like everyone gets assaulted. I'm not saying that, but in the hardcore scene, it's very prevalent for women, femme, and non-binary people to be sexually assaulted
0: yes yeah it's more
1: in what i've noticed if it's a man who happens to be a trans man they they don't necessarily get sexually assaulted i feel like they just get fucking bullied like i've seen it like here in my town where it's a hardcore show and there is a trans man and people will single them out in the fucking pit and like harass them and do gnarly shit and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you guys like what the fuck for, So like you have you have to assert dominance over someone who already is facing so many things like what the fuck is wrong with you
0: for a community that prides itself on being so welcoming so diverse so so about family they're pretty fuck, they're pretty fucked up critical and they have a lot of issues like
1: oh it's it's kind of like the um it's kind of like an awkward Thanksgiving dinner where you just never talk about your creepy creepy uncle. Like, you just don't talk to your creepy uncle. As long as you don't hug him, it doesn't bother you, kind of thing. And (laughs) stop. I also have another story about when I first started sex work that involves Annie. I got their permission to talk about this. Um, And this was, like, what I originally messaged you about Mm -hmm. was, like, what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. So back to like the whole sex rig thing, a guy came in contact with me and he was like, I want you to make me a, this was when I was doing like folders and like stuff like that. He goes, I want you to make me an entire folder. I want you to let's do like weekly setups. Let's do this. Let's do that. And this was around the time Annie and I were just starting to talk. And like, it was almost my birthday we really wanted to see each other And I was still like kind of hard on money and Annie wasn't working at the time, but, uh, he had a lot of money saved up. So, um, it was kind of like, okay, like they could afford the trip out is more so like, I didn't want them spending the money on the plane ticket. Like they can afford like money spent here, but I didn't want them to spend their entire money on a trip kind of thing. So the same guy was like, I will buy Annie's ticket for you if we do, mind you, this was at the beginning of November. My videos ranged for about $65 to $70 per video. Mm -hmm. Um, He was like, we do weekly videos from the both of you, so separate videos from Annie and I weekly until the end of the year. And at first I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to see Annie so fucking badly. And I was like, I was kind of curious. Like, as time went on, I was really sick of making this videos. This guy got really like possessive and like flipped out on me and was like, I'm being scammed, you're scamming me, like da-da-da-da-da. Like he was great at first. It was kind of like he did that whole nice guy thing, it was like, Yeah, I want to treat you really nicely. And then like the moment you slip up once, he goes, Fuck you, like this is over with. So, like, the day before Annie was supposed to fly out, or, like, three days before Annie was supposed to fly out, I was like, oh, just, like, just curious. I want to know how much the plane ticket you bought Annie was. He then goes, oh, I didn't have to spend any money on it. I just used points. And I was like, okay. Okay, but what is, it like, those? that's equivalent because I just want to see, like, Plane ticket price versus video price. Like, I just want to know. Because he was getting, like, a good, like, $700 worth of videos. Mm-hmm. The plane tickets were only, like, 300 Are you serious? Uh-huh. And so he goes, you're trying to scam me. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. And he told me, he goes, any custom videos that you make for me, you're allowed to resell on your OnlyFans. So, obviously... I was I was like fuck yeah I can like it's my content anyway like I could do whatever I want so obviously on OnlyFans I was going to like really sell it like I was making I was making back the money that I would have been getting from him basically yeah and he got pissed he was like you were selling it for this much and not this much when you made me pay this much for something like that and I was like I don't have to owe you any explanation on my pricing of my videos and the day before Annie was supposed to fly out he canceled their ticket.
0: Stop. hmm
1: Oh, yes. my God. Canceled their fucking ticket. And um, so I said, you know what? I want my 200 fucking... Because I calculated how, at that point, I calculated um, how many videos I sent him, how much those videos would have cost. And I said, you only like 300 fucking dollars um, since you canceled the ticket. And so until he paid me, which he still hasn't paid me to this day, this was... In November 2019, this was happening. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I uh, took his access away from all the files because I didn't send them through emails. I had files. Like, you know when you, like, link someone to it and you can yeah. take away their access? Yeah. I did that. So I took away their fucking access from it, and I said, until you give me the fucking money, you're not getting any of this shit. I removed him from my yearly Dropbox. I removed him from photo sets that he already paid for. I said, give me the fucking money or else you don't get the content. And he never replied to me, never replied to me, blocked my number. And then out of nowhere, I would say like three months ago, I got a random email request for him requesting back access to a folder.
0: Stop! What And I just emailed
1: him back? And I said, here's my new Venmo. If you want to Venmo me the money that you still owe me, and then you can have access. And then I got blocked from his email.
0: Oh, my fucking God. How the fuck are you going to show up almost a year later and just think you can have access all over again?
1: And I honestly, like, I, when I was, I was like, I want to see his name. I want to see his name. But I know his real name. I know his full name. I know his address. I know everything because he sent me his photo ID, like literally his legal ID to prove that he was real. I know everything about him. So if I really wanted to, I could really fuck with him. But I'm not that bad of a bitch. That yeah. just
0: that just makes me feel sorry for you guys, though. That fucking <laughs> sucks.
1: Oh, we ended up seeing each other like literally like within an hour. Annie and I were just like, "Fuck it, let's." Like Annie bought a plane ticket, and so while they were here, like I just paid for the rest, like of their trip. Because yeah. I was, like, it's only fair, like, they bought their plane ticket, so I will pay for everything of that trip, and yeah. that was the first time that we met, and it was wonderful, and now we're, even though we're not together, like, we still love each other, like, we tell each other on the daily, like, how in love with each like, we are with each other, even, like, not so much, like, in a romantic sense, it's kind of just, like, we've seen each other go through so much, and even go through that bullshit with this fucking dude, and, like, we just have, like, utmost respect. And I tweet about how hot my ex is on the daily. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, you guys. You oh, guys.
1: we say it all the time. I'm like, oh, we're okay with each other even still. Like, we are the queerest people ever.
0: Wait, so, like, but on, like, on a side note, why aren't you guys together?
1: Um, I had mental health issues. And I was, like, it was at the beginning of quarantine of where – I was going through a lot and it just kind of happened to where I started shutting down and I truly believed Annie deserved better than me. And so I completely shut out, which obviously he deserves better than that. Like I'm also using multiple pronouns for Annie because Annie doesn't have specific pronouns. So if you hear me refer to Annie as they, she, he, that is why. Just want to clear that up. (laughs) Um. Because I want to respect them and all their pronouns in all fronts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really it. And we still love each other on, like, we talk daily. Yeah. We have talked daily. I think there was, like, three weeks where we just, or, like, three weeks that we just was radio silence between us. Because I know I really fucked up. It was my fault. Um, but, yeah, like. I also think like I quit sex work a big, uh, the first time too, because how bad my mental health was. So it was kind of like, I quit sex work, quarantine happened. Um, I lost my coffee job, which I was a barista for like four years. Like I loved being working in coffee, even though I worked at different shops. So it's like, it was one thing after another. And so, um, I kind of like, I kind of just like shut everything out and I ran out of medication pills. Um, And so yeah, that's really what like happens. Normally I've been like the bitch that's like, Oh, oh, we're done. Bye. Completely yeah. Bye. Off, <laughs> pictures deleted. Bye. But for some reason, Annie and I just have this weird understanding with each other. Like such a weird understanding. She even promotes my sex work. Like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what other people who have exes that promote their sex work and tells other like tells other people how hot their other ex is. Like I think that's just like something like. I think normies and straight people are like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. That's what we call healthy.
1: <laughs> so that's like, that was like the one story that I wanted to talk about was like that fucking guy who like really fucked me over with wait. that. And I'm just like, I could have made so much money off of those videos.
0: So wait, was he, was he just like a rando or was he in the hardcore scene? No,
1: he was a rando. Oh. Yeah. That was a complete rando, but I've had guys in the hardcore scene, like, from far away be like, oh, like, we should Skype, we should FaceTime. I'm like, I don't fucking do that, dude. Like, I don't do that. And then they'll unfollow me.
0: No, yeah, for sure. And, like, I feel like that's a common thing. It's, like, um, because of, like, being in the hardcore scene and then being a sex worker and, like, just being, like, so, in, like, not even so involved, but just, like, I don't know, having, like, so many mutuals and everyone knowing your business, essentially, or, like, knowing that you're a sex worker, like, the, the the guys have this thing about them where, like, they're so bold that they'll ask, like, oh, can we do, like, a meetup? Can we hang out? Can we Ugh. make content together? Ugh. Can we Skype? Like, there's so What makes so you think you're bold. so special? What makes you think
1: you're so special that I even want to? Yeah, like this is my career. If I wanted to, I would approach you.
0: Yeah, and like,
1: and I think like Sound and Fury was about to be in my town too, and that was when I was like, I I uh, I got like really nervous, and I was like, I don't want anyone to see me. Like, I don't want anyone to fucking see me.
0: Before Corona, I would, I actually was trying to go to Sound and Fury, so you
1: know, so basically, you know where I live. Like, it's in this tiny little town, but yeah, it. Sound and Fury, um, the one band with Onion Boy, uh, the lead was making, was, like, partnering with them, and was, like, the one who drew all their, um, promotions and stuff.
0: I need to know who fucking Onion Boy is!
1: I just love how I keep calling him Onion Boy. I feel bad. I hope he doesn't
0: fucking out. I, honest to God, I, so, like, I, like, thinking, like, after making my last podcast, and like now talking to you, I kind of want to make this a series for a couple of weeks because guys, I fe- got, God, I want more guys to start listening to this. Not because like I want more listeners, but because of the fact that these are actual women and sex workers and people who are telling you to stop being creepy and start and like keep watching your behavior. Like this doesn't and stop because the Twitter drama stopped. Also
1: sucks. Like you shouldn't have to keep providing grown men to respect people and their boundaries. Like, that's what, like, it's sad that in the hardcore scene, women, femmes, and everyone in between is having to check men like they are our children. Yes. Like it's, like this, it's weird. Like, I am not your mommy. I should not teach you how to respect people when you are a full-blown 27-year-old man with no bed frame.
0: And that's the, and, like, it's, it, it's, God, I don't, don't know, I, like, I don't I don't know them, I don't know their personal lives, I don't know how they grew up, but, like, there, like, there is no way that you people cannot be this fucking dense, like, you, like, it is common sense, you should treat people with respect, that is the number one rule, the golden rule, yeah. whatever, treat people how you want to be treated, but, like, well, I
1: remember whenever I would actually go to shows, like, I would walk through, So for a while there, I would wear, like, I like wearing tight clothes. I love tight clothing. I love tight clothing a lot. I would wear tight clothes. I would look really cute. I would, because I was going out, I wanted to look nice. And then after a while, I could tell when I dressed cute, the closer men would try to stand next to me. And the more stares I would get and the more I saw you at the show last night messages. So i blatantly just started going in leggings and a big sweater and I'm just like, fuck you. I'm sitting in the back and I'm just going to listen to the music rather than like actually watching the band play. Cause I got, I was like so uncomfortable in the entire scene.
0: So like, um, another thing that also really bothered me is I used to be friends with this girl and she was, she is also a sex worker. um, and she has a pretty big following on Twitter, not gonna lie. And like, she's she listens to hardcore, I don't know how much now, but like, um, last year at United Blood, like, I went with her, and like, um, she 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 was wearing tight clothes like you, and she looked cute and whatever. And then at, for some reason, she started shaking her ass, I don't know, but whatever. But like, I like turned to my left, and you and you could see. Literally, like, five guys in a row just staring at her, shaking her ass. And then I posted a picture of me and her on my story. And hardcore guys do this thing where they're like, who's your friend? Can I talk to her? Yeah. Give me her okay. at." And it's like, do you really think that coming to my DMs to talk to another girl is going to do anything for you? And like, yeah, no, that
1: Like... It, I was like, I don't want to be like, look her up, like do your sleuthing, but also at the same time, just leave women alone.
0: Basically. Just
1: leave women alone. Like, it's not hard just to let women exist in a space. Yes. I think there's a thing when it comes to the scene where it's an idea that women only like hardcore to relate to men. Yeah. So if you're there in a men's space... Than take the way men treat you.
0: Yeah,
1: which is like a really gross way to like go about something. Like mm-hmm. it's it's about music. It's not about your weird masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, and like I want to like bring up like, I mean, Power Trip. They blatantly were like, "Fuck you" if you like any of this. Like that was amazing. Like I never mm-hmm. listened to them before but like just seeing like the quotes from Riley and how he like how much he spoke out against shit like this Mm -hmm. I'm like I see all these people loving power trip and loving their message but yet they are still fucking with their like assaulter
0: homies yep and that's and that's the thing it's like one of my all time favorite tweets that they made off the power trip account is that power trip in, Riley included do, they do not stand for homophobia transphobia, people who don't support women, pe- people who don't support the LGBTQ community people who don't support one another and are instead trash human beings Like they 100% do not support that and guaranteed that a lot uh, are all of the people that were called out were also listeners of them They have never hid who they were. They have never hid their morals or their beliefs. So for you to sit there and be this abusive, manipulative, or a person who assaults people, or like a person who hurts people, like how can you sit there and listen to these messages, this music, these beliefs, support this band that stands up for what they believe in? And then be the complete opposite. Like, you're in a community that's supposed to be very accepting of women, of people of all kinds, um, you know, black people, Hispanic people, people from all around the world. Like, people like people from Thailand come all the way from Thailand to Richmond, Virginia, just for United Blood. Like, people from England go to Sound and Fury just for the fucking music. Like, how is it so hard for you to be in this community and be involved with all these people and see all different kinds of people, a diverse community, and still be so ugh that you make women and femmes and trans people and non binary people and sex workers of all people feel so uncomfortable. How can you sit there and make advances, unwelcomed advances, and just not respect them as people, not even as women or femmes or whatever, but just, just as people. just like, res- ignore
1: people's genders, ignore people's career or online career or anything like that, and just treat them as, like, a fucking person. Like, it's not hard to, like, treat them as, like, another hardcore homie. That's all you gotta do. Like, ignore the fact I have tits and a pussy and that I fuck myself online for money. Please, just be like hey how's your fucking day how was work oh it was good you got tipped 70 dollars because you fucked yourself in the ass cool
0: and the sad thing is is i genuinely like i think there's been maybe five genuine guys from the hardcore scene who have been my friend because they simply want to be my friend and not or not and not because they want to flirt with me or they've seen my sex work or they want to slide in my dms or get my number or get pictures or videos or whatever like I genuinely think that I have only met like five or ten people and the rest have had some hidden agenda like it is a very common thing like God like how, like,
1: it makes you have trust issues too, because you're like, do you want to be my friend because you think I'm cool and talented, or just an overall interesting person, or do you want me? Do you want to be my friend so you could fuck me? Mm-hmm. And that's just like not even like in the hardcore community and knowing like people knowing about sex work. A lot of men just have that in their minds. They see a pretty girl and they're like, well, if I go about it this way, I can kind of trick her into fucking me. And I'm like, so deception.
0: And like, and. I feel like sex workers should not have to tiptoe, should not have to hide anything about who they are. Like, oh, yeah, we, should, we should not have to worry about what guy has good intentions, and we should never, ever have to worry about questioning people's intentions or, like, wondering if they're actually going to be a good friend or not. Like, we should be able to be comfortable and confident in us and trust our gut, but we shouldn't – we – I don't want – to keep being in it like I, like obviously I'll, 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 yeah exactly like I
1: it's like this it's a fear of just existing and it's not even like you have this fear already because either you're a woman or you're a trans woman or you're non-binary or you just don't fish stick like fit in the social norms it's on top of that you are looked at and preyed upon because of the career you do and which is insane to me that like we already have stuff built against us because of our genitalia or the way that we present ourselves that we now even have to watch what career choices we make or else it's going to be like well you asked for it you were doing this like you were doing this
0: Like, and that's one thing that grinds my gears is why are we in this mentality that because of the way we dress or because of the way we act or because of what we do that we're asking for whatever happens to us? Like, okay, so like like come on like it's fucking it's literally fucking 2020 like so much is going on to the point where we're progressing so like how can one community that's so fucking diverse not progress past the point of like just treating and respecting women and femmes and trans people and non-binary people and everything in between just as people not even who they are what they look like what they do and 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 whatever like it's it's it, like, literally, as a sex worker, it's been... I've had so much trust issues with the guys in the community. Like, I've had so yeah. much trust issues with the people in the community in general. And not even as a photographer, as a woman photographer. Like that, Dude, I, that's, like,
1: what I remember you talking about, too. I remember... Like, last year, you put out a tweet of, like, I almost got a really good opportunity. And you mentioned this in the last, like, episode, but they were like, but my bandmates were going to want to fuck you. Like, maybe they should learn how to control their fucking dick and just yeah. respect you for the talented photographer that you fucking are.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It was a big band, too. And not that they, like, I I didn't think they were going to say yes But, like, I figured I'd ask because I thought we were friends. And I thought we were friends after, you know, he got, you know, after he tried flirting with me and after he tried saying that he wanted to fuck me and this and this and that. I'm not, God. And it's, yeah. he had
1: the nerve to be a fucking creep and then had the nerve to turn you down and be like, but my bandmate.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's
1: like, like, (laughs) come on. Like. I mean this in the nicest way possible. Kill all men. Just... <laughs> I think that we should make men build their own guillotine and then use it on themselves.
0: Off with Stop. their heads! <laughs> Off with their heads! This
1: is an only like, femme woman, non-binary area people. And in- I wish there was like a way that we could make you know who i love you know who i fucking love and idolize lucy i fucking love Lucy. oh my god she does not follow me back she does not follow me back and this isn't like i need lucy to follow me. i just love her like i love her i love how powerful she is i love her voice like i have never seen a woman take hardcore by the fucking balls and be like fuck you this is my scene now
0: I I'm so glad that you brought her up. Like I I don't even know her personally. We just follow each other. And like even before I followed her, um, I just like literally admired her from afar. And like she is truly like one of the most like strongest and bad bitch women woman I've ever seen from a distance, like, I've never seen someone so confident and not give a shit about things, and I've never... Like, I I admire her so much. I admire her... I truly give
1: Lucy the permission to beat my fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I want to, like, if Lucy, we could be fully dressed, you could kick the living shit out of me. mm -hmm. Like, I give you permission, because, like, I... I, as a cis woman, admire her so fucking much. Mm-hmm. She has more strong feminine energy than I will ever have. Mm-hmm. I have never seen someone go through so much and then lose one of their close friends like Riley mm-hmm. and just be openly emotional and openly empowering to the mm-hmm. community also.
0: Exactly. Like, the
1: community is the hardcore community, when they lost Riley, Lucia was there in hand being like, Riley was fucking great. Like, making sure everyone knew how great he was. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, going in silence, she wanted to make everyone know how great he was and spread his name. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you watched that video that she posted that was, like, for his memorial, but... For her to go, I'm never saying goodbye to him. I'm going to continue to talk to him. He was the one who gave me opportunities and Mm -hmm. said fuck transphobes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I immediately was like, oh wow, like she's a bad fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. Like she she deserves all the respect, and Mm -hmm. I love her. And she may not know who I am, but I love her, and I. I'm her. I stand her. Like I'm her Twitter stand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll literally I'll, I'll I'm keeping this in by the way because I just think this is so great. But I'll um I'll message her on Twitter and tell her.
1: <laughs> no, like I just
0: like I'm Goo Goo Gaga
1: over her. Like I uh, I don't know what it is, but she makes me proud to be a fucking woman. Same. She makes Same. me proud to be a woman, and she. I wish there were women like her in my scene. When There are women in my scene. There absolutely are of, like, local... But I've never seen someone just be like, fuck you, I'm part of the scene. I am the scene. Yeah. And just for, like, she is just taking the fucking wave. Mm-hmm. And I want her to grow and grow and grow. And I want, I want her to do everything that she wants. Mm-hmm. I've never related to someone sh- like or wanted to be as strong as someone before I've mm-hmm. always been m- very much of like I'm my own fucking person I don't need an idol but truly Lucy is my fucking idol mm-hmm. in a way of like when it comes because I, even though I'm not part of the hardcore scene or community anymore since like becoming a sex worker because I'm just terrified mm-hmm. she makes me want to It's like She, as a trans woman, could take hardcore, once again, by the fucking balls, and be like, this is my scene. I feel like, as us sex workers, we could be be doing the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. We could be like, fuck you guys. Like, Mm -hmm. we are welcome here just as much as you, and you make us feel bad. We're gonna beat the living shit out of you. Mm
0: -hmm. And, like, I... you, You, like, literally have said all my feelings, like, about her. Like, you've, like, literally taken the words out of my mouth. And, like, I want us as women as sex workers as femmes trans people like every like i want us like to like have that energy like oh god and i want i want the men to have that energy towards us to respect us
1: i like i truly do try to be nice to men but they make it so hard Mm -hmm. they make it so hard like i keep my mouth shut on a lot of things especially when it comes to hardcore i distance myself from hardcore twitter i truly do but then i see some dumb shit pop up and i'm like I can't believe these people are almost
0: in their 30s. And and that's the thing. There's very few far in between that, like, are actually grown, are actually mature, and actually don't give a fuck that you're a sex worker and actually respect you as a person. And I just wish there were more men like that, like, truly and honestly. Like, I want to be comfortable in a community that I love. And I I
1: just think everyone should be Riley Gale. That's it. Like, everyone should be him. And I know that I'm not a big fan of... Or I'm not a fan of Power Trip. I've never listened to them. But him as a person, every man should strive to have that, like, personality and that humanitarianism of just being like, fuck you, love everyone.
0: You're, like, literally making me a tear up listening to that.
1: (laughs) It's just, like, he... I've read so many fucking articles. I was talking to Annie about it, and it's heartbreaking to see the hardcore community hate its women and hate sex workers, or not necessarily hate, but try to profit off of us, and then mourn someone who loved us and wanted us to be safe and wanted everyone that was a minority. I'm, like, tearing up right now. (laughs) You're Uh, making me cry. (laughs) I just, like he was the man I wish every man was and it sucks that like I'm just now listening to them and I'm just now finding out how cool of a fucking dude he was and I'm angry at myself and I'm angry at the scene for not following suit in such a fantastic
0: fucking dude and that's the thing it's he legit, like, he, he, he followed, like, we, like, obviously, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna pretend that we were as close as everyone else, but, like, yeah. he never gave a fuck that I was a sex worker, and I was very vocal about it on Twitter, like, he, he just cared as a person, like, he, he just wants everyone safe and everyone to enjoy the fucking
1: music, it's about the music,
0: everyone, and
1: that's what, like, sucks, I'm sorry for making you cry. I'm sorry for making myself cry. No,
0: it's okay. No, and I just
1: like I I'm realizing how unsafe I feel as a woman and as a sex worker in the scene, mm-hmm. and that's why I distanced myself from my local scene. Even though my scene isn't that gnarly, I'm still scared because of the bar I was working at, and because of Sound and Fury coming here, and because of big bands touring through here it made me scared it made me very scared and i never understood why until everyone on fucking twitter was being called out that was part of these big fucking bands and i was like fuck you you were coming through my fucking town and corroding my safe scene
0: and and it's it shouldn't be like that and it makes me so sad For sex workers and for women in general, like, every every type of woman, no matter how you identify. Yeah. and It's just, like,
1: oh, God, it's rough. Like, we already have so much of a hardship outside of just being a woman or being a sex worker that, like, when we finally find a scene and love the music or love the people in the scene or very few people in the scene, it's just, there's, like, there's just these people that want to bring that negativity and bring that hardship into it. And it's hard. It's really hard. And I feel bad for women who truly like you, you're, you are a photographer. You are a sex worker. You work fucking hard. And somehow, even though you show that you have this career outside of your sex work career, it's all being talked up to. Well, she's a Twitter sex worker. That fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like that makes me, angry and like I'm raising my voice I notice I raise my voice a lot (laughs) but it makes me fucking angry that men are singling out people that are already having such a fucking hard time and just want to enjoy the fucking music it's it's hardcore about the fucking music and that's what it is and if you are going to be creepy at a show don't come to the fucking show just don't stay at home have your friend FaceTime you and watch it that way don't be there in
0: person and i kind of want to like end this of what you said everyone should be riley Gale, and everyone should follow suit Um, literally
1: just take his fucking essence read his tweets every day if you fucking have to i'm not a religious person i'm i don't have much belief i believe in energy and i've already tweeted this out Riley Gale's energy is through his fucking music, through his tweets, through his words, through his interviews, and if you are having a hard time becoming a better person, read that shit like it's your own personal fucking Bible. That's all I have to say.
0: Oh, God. Well, thank you for making me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, I, I love that we touched on this and I love that we talked about this and this is how we're ending it because it's so important and it's so important to me and it's so important to a lot of people and a lot of women. and I'm so glad we talked about this. Um, so am
1: I. I. I had, like I texted you, I was like, I have nervous burps. <laughs> and I did the burp once. I just got angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we should be angry to an extent because we have just, we have every right to be here just as much as the next next person um well,
1: that's why hardcore the punk scene's a thing it's to say fuck the bigger men and yet somehow the bigger men are
0: destroying. men are the men <laughs> yeah um but i just i want to give you like a little like a little one minute thing and you can promote your twitter you can promote your only fans you can promote whatever you want
1: so i'm shy once again i go by um cinnamon rust on twitter and cinnamon rust is by tiktok which i also use i like do like little videos of me getting ready um for stuff um i also am quite political on there so if you like politics um and then my only fans is also cinnamon rust i am more than happy to message any woman who has bad experience in the hardcore scene or any man that needs a fucking lesson and needs to hear it from a woman sex worker who was once part of the hardcore scene if you need to like if you genuinely just need to talk talk like i'm not going to shut you down but this is a conversation that we need to have and i appreciate everyone's support and thank you chrissy for letting me
0: have this Thank you so much for being here. Honestly, like I I've loved having you here, and it's it's been such a pleasure. So. Thank you,
1: Chrissy. I'll talk to you next time.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye. Alright, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, obviously it made me cry. This one was an important one. Um, this is such an important topic and something that I'm passionate about. This is something that needs to be fixed. Um and Riley Gill Forever Power Trip Forever. See you next time.